Previously on Transformers University, we took a look at the Marvel UK run from 1984 and 1985, and now we hop into 1986. The Marvel UK exclusive stories right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 56 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the toy archive, the social media, this podcast, and more. And today, we are going back to England. Back to the UK. Back to life. Back to reality. <laughs> and we're talking about uh, Marvel UK issues 59 through 65, along with the special teams have arrived uh, pack in comic from issue 54. Uh, now, that one came out a little bit before what we're going to talk about here, but I will plug it in where it kind of fits best in uh, the story chronologically. Now, just as a heads up, uh, the events in these issues take place uh, between Marvel US issues 16 and 17. That said, I haven't covered issue 16 on the podcast just yet because uh, it was published in 86. But don't worry, uh, that issue doesn't have much of an effect on the the story here. None of these stories will spoil you for issue uh, 16 of the U.S. run, and I will be covering that book in the next episode of the show. So, let's start out with Marvel UK, issue 59. Robot Buster Part 1. This features a pretty cool cover by Jeff Sr., written by Simon Furman, uh, plot and art by Barry Kitson, colors with a U by Josie Fermin, letters by Anne Halfacree, half a scroll, and edits by Ian Rimmer. Uh, The story for Robot Buster Part 1 is that uh, Wheeljack and Ratchet have built a thing. And this thing is a robot suit for Buster, and it kind of looks like Gobot's power armor. Optimus Prime, he is none too happy with them building this thing and wants it dismantled. Uh, Wheeljack and Ratchet agree to dismantle it, but decide to, eh, they're going to wait a day. Uh, Overnight, Buster still wants to be able to fight the Decepticons. So he steals the suit, as any unruly teenager would. Uh, back at Decepticon Mountain Headquarters, Frenzy, the blue one, is lugging junk. Uh, Buster, stalking the headquarters, comes upon Frenzy, the blue one, and shoots him in the back. The back uh, these two, they fight, and uh, Frenzy is actually cool here. He uses his sonic powers, which uh, back in the 90s, <laughs> uh, for, for those who are heavy metal inclined like myself, uh, there were three record labels, independent labels, that kind of all operated as one uh, big uh, unit. And that was Relapse Records, Nuclear Blast Records, and Release Records. Now, Relapse and Nuclear Blast were more uh, heavy metal focused, whereas Release was more industrial 
and noise focus. And some of these things they released were always kind of weirdly um, just walls of 8-bit noise and uh, or whatever it was. And um, that's kind of what I imagine Frenzy's powers to sound like. Something like this. But <laughs> I digress. So Buster fights him off still and wins but gets caught by Shockwave. And that is the cliffhanger that ends issue 59. As a quick reminder, the UK books tend to be about 11 pages. It was about half of a U.S. comic book. So um, most of these stories are usually spread across two issues. So we head to issue 60, which uh, features uh, a cover by Barry Kitson. Um, The rest of the uh, crew is the same, with the exception of the colorist. And that would be done by uh, T.M. Cooks, which is actually... um, a pseudonym for too many cooks. 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 So the reason they use the name TM Cooks uh, and the uh, the too many cooks too many pseudonym cooks. is that uh, starting with this issue, issue sixty, uh, the Marvel production team was mandated to use uh, mechanical color separation uh, for the book. Uh, So instead of the uh, painted colors that we had in previous books, uh, this was, uh, I guess, more of a a computerized technique uh, to some extent. But (laughs) I guess everyone had a little bit of trouble uh, learning how to use it, or if this book was used as the training book for everyone. Uh, So there were a lot of hands involved. So just like when there's a lot of inkers and they use the pseudonym M Hands for many hands, uh, this features T.M. Cooks as the colorist. Too many cooks. Now, in this story, Buster uh, spent the night fighting off Shockwave. Uh, at one point, he throws dirt into Shockwave's eye uh, and then flees and hides and gets caught. Shockwave eventually uh, destroys the suit and uh, removes Buster from it. Uh, he's about to crush Buster in his own hands, and Optimus and the rest of the Autobots arrive and surround Shockwave. They offer him a chance to leave if he doesn't harm Buster, and so he does. But in doing this, uh, Shockwave realized that the Autobots have a weakness, and that weakness is Buster Witwicky, and he plans on exploiting this. And that takes us to... The next story and the next issue of Marvel UK, and this is issue 61, Devastation Derby Part 1. This one is written by Simon Furman, art by uh, Will Simpson. You're fired! Don't! Colors by John Burns. Are you saying boo or burns? Letters by 1986 Cy Young Award winner Mike Scott and edits by Ian Rimmer. Cover here is by Will Simpson, uh, and I really like this cover. It's uh, it's the Constructicons talking about hunting Buster Witwicky, and there's just some interesting detail uh, that we rarely see on drawings of the Constructicons up to this point. Uh, Scrapper's eyes have pupils. Mixmaster's uh, head cannon doesn't really block his head uh, on the sides or keep it from turning, uh, and it's just kind of a neat-looking, uh, menacing cover overall. Generally, I am not one for covers that have uh, text boxes, uh, or word balloons, I should say, 
on on them. I feel like it's a it's a cheap way to do the cover, but this one uh, is pretty cool. So in the story, Soundwave has the Constructicons practicing as Devastator. Shockwave arrives and tells of how he wants Buster Witwicky captured. Buster, on the other hand, is having nightmares about Superion. Uh, he draws what he sees in his nightmares, and it is totally Superion. Um, of course, at the time, we were not supposed to know what that meant. Now, the next morning, Jesse talks Buster into going to a demolition derby. Uh, Sparkplug brings Buster's drawing to the Autobots. Wheeljack uh, reveals he's been trying to design something like this. And uh, Smokescreen, Brawn, Ironhide, and Trax are sent out to protect Buster at the Demolition Derby. Of course, the Constructicons crash the party, and the Autobots attack. And it's neat notice, noting here that uh, Ironhide is, like, all red in, uh, in the coloring of uh, these scenes. Uh, it's, it's a neat look for him. Uh, there's not a lot of non-red detail on him. Uh, the Constructicons form Devastator, and upon seeing the Combiner, uh, Buster uh, has this anxiety-slash-panic attack and passes out. And that takes us to issue 62, uh, Devastation Derby Part 2. Same creative team, but a cover this time by Robin Smith. Now, the Autobots and Decepticons are fighting, and Braun is out looking for Buster. Smokescreen spots Soundwave heading into the sedans. Now, Soundwave finds Jesse and the unconscious Buster, and Soundwave uses his uh, mind-reading abilities, which you don't really get a lot of uh, elsewhere. Uh, and realizes that there are traces of the creation matrix still inside of Buster's head. Soundwave then shoots Braun, and uh, Smokescreen jumps in. Soundwave says the Decepticons have made a mistake and orders Devastator to decombine, and they all leave. Ratchet takes Buster to the hospital, and Soundwave reports his discovery to Shockwave. And that is the end of Devastation Derby. Now, before we jump into issue 63 we are going to swing over to a special mini comic called the special teams have arrived now this was a five page mini comic packaged with uh marvel uk number 54 which was the u.s uh number 14 uh rock and roll out now the reason why this was packed into the uk books is because uh hasbro wanted to promote some of the upcoming toys and toys that were out and toys that were shown in the tv show but the comic wasn't going to get to them uh, that quickly uh, because the U.S. books were just starting to publish them. And uh, for those books to make it over to the U.K. and be published was going to take some time. So hence this five-page mini-comic uh, written by Simon Furman, art by Kitson and Perkins. And Kitson would go on to reuse some of this art. Uh, colors, cover, and letterer we're not entirely sure of. So... Uh, I'm just going to put question marks in all of those. The story takes place at the Pollen Power Plant, uh, which is in danger of landslides. Optimus decides to send the Protectobots to guard the power plant. Uh, leaving the plant, Optimus spots four military vehicles headed towards the plant. Uh, those are the Combaticons minus Blastoff. Uh, at the plant, Blades spots five vehicles driving recklessly. Those would be the Stunticons. So we are one page in, six panels, 14 new characters plus a new human news anchor. Uh, that has got to be a record, right? Uh, the Protectobots transform to robot mode to stop the vehicles. 
and the Stunticons then combine into Metasaur. The Protectobots combine into Defensor, just as the four Combaticons arrive. Optimus radios the Aerialbots to help the Protectobots uh, on a hunch about those military vehicles. Uh, as they're flying to the power plant, Aerie nearly gets hit by a space shuttle racing through the sky, and that would be Blastoff. Onslaught chides Blastoff for being late as the <laughs> Combaticons combine into Bruticus. Seeing the fight is two-on-one, the Aerialbots combine to form Superion. Menasaur orders Dead End to take him out, and that is the cliffhanger uh, of the book. Uh, it also features uh, a poster of the uh, four teams' uh, toys. Uh, it's actually a pretty neat uh, catalog of the toys. And that takes us to issue 63 of Marvel UK. Uh, a story called Second Generation, and this would be part one. And I, I just want to digress a little bit on the term second generation. Um, this term gets thrown, used to get thrown around erroneously a lot uh, back in the day. I think now it's finally stuck to uh, Transformers G2, um, Generation 2, uh, the toy line uh, that came out in the U.S. in 1993 and went till 1995. Uh, but even the early days of the online fandom, uh, people would be like, I hate those G2 Transformers, like Cup and Hot Rod. Uh, so this was also one of those ones, phrases that got uh, plunked on the post-movie characters. Uh and this is also one of those phrases that got plunked on uh, the post-post-movie characters, like the Headmasters and the uh, Pretenders. Um, people have misused uh, Second Generation and G2 as a term a lot through the years. And it's, uh, it's interesting to note that this title, Second Generation, applies to uh, a, a new generation of Earthbound Transformers uh, that we would see in the show in Season 2. Now, this issue was written by Simon Furman, art by John Dillard. Stokes. I mean Stokes. Letters by uh, 1986 Cy Young Award winner Mike Scott. Colors with a U by Josie Fermin. And um, edits by Ian Rimmer. Cover art, which is just the uh, the box art of a couple of the combiners. And uh, that box art was done by Alan Stevens. Buster. Uh, continues to have nightmares, uh, this time about Shockwave. He watches, uh, in his nightmare, he watches Shockwave shoot Optimus Prime in the chest, then behead Jazz and Ratchet. He's about to kill Buster in this nightmare when Superion arrives and shoots Shockwave. Menasaur then arrives, and the uh, Combiners fight. And, uh, worth noting here, during this uh, little Superion-Menasaur fight, John Dillard... Stokes. I mean Stokes lifted some of this uh, the art layouts from the uh, Stunticons Aerialbots toy commercials, uh, which had their own animation to them. And uh, there's actually a couple of uh, shots here that are, are definitely just still frames from the commercial drawn out in comic book form. Uh, in the dream, Bruticus arrives just before Buster wakes up, and Optimus believes the dreams are a message from the Creation Matrix. In eastern Wyoming, Soundwave is reporting to Megatron uh, about what he knows. And we find out, though, though Soundwave is working for Shockwave, he's loyal to Megatron. Uh, Soundwave reports then back to Shockwave, uh, as he is uh, playing both sides to some extent. 
Um, and Shockwave will use the machine that helped build the Constructicons in the comic to steal secrets from Buster's mind. The Autobots then are about to induce a sleep link between Optimus Prime and Buster, and that takes us to issue 64, Second Generation Part 2. This features a pretty cool cover by Jeff Sr. of uh, Buster's mind being ripped open by the Combiners. And it is uh, written by uh, Simon Furman, art by uh, the team of Kitson and Perkins, letters by 1986 Cy Young Award winner Mike Scott, colors with a U by uh, Steve Whitaker and Stuart. What are you doing here? Place. Edits by Ian Rimmer. Now, Prime and Buster enter Buster's dream together, a la Nightmare on Elm Street 3. In the dream, uh, the dream is of the Protectobots, and again, we have some recycled art from the uh, Special Teams book here. And uh, this whole sequence is essentially the story from the Special Teams book. We uh, cut to Blades spotting the Stunticons. Uh, the Stunticons face off against Menasaur and then combine into Defensor. All the while, the Decepticons are watching the mind reading uh, on Shockwave's holographic projector and uh, Mixmaster who's watching this as a member of the Constructicons is feeling obsolete. I'm guessing because the Constructicons are six robots and that combine into one and uh, these teams are all five. So they're a bit more efficient. Uh, we go back to uh, bits from the special team story. The Combaticons and Aerialbots arrive. Blastoff is late and uh, the Aerialbots form Superion uh, just after the Combaticons form Bruticus. Menasaur, once again, orders Dead End to fire, and that was the uh, the cliffhanger, Dead End being his uh, arm. But the art here shows drag strip instead of uh, Dead End. And what happens? Well, the shot misses and it hits Bruticus in the back. Bruticus then gets curb stomped, yes, curb stomped, by Defensor. Menasaur runs away, and Superion blasts a hole in the ground that swallows him up. Buster and Optimus Prime wake up, and uh, Optimus believes that they have the upper hand, knowing about these special teams and, I guess, how to build them. Uh, Soundwave reports back to Megatron uh, about this, about their findings, and Megatron plans on returning to the Decepticons as their leader. And that takes us to the third and final part of the second generation story, Marvel UK number 65. Uh, this one is written by Simon Furman with art by Jeff Anderson. Letters by Anne Hafakri, half a scroll. Colors with a U by Tony Joswiak. Uh, and uh, Tony would have a very short career uh, as a colorist. Uh, at Marvel UK, basically working on Transformers UK, 2000 AD, and a book called Time Twisters. Edits here by Ian Rimmer, and cover here by Robin Smith. Story starts out with uh, Robot Master uh, announcing a fight between Megatron and Shockwave for leadership, very similar to the fights uh, we've seen in Heavy Metal War. Autobots are watching this on TV, which doesn't really jive with the uh, Robot Master story, as Robot Master is narrating the fight and kind of being the play-by-play -play guy. Um, for someone who is supposed to be controlling these robots, he doesn't actually uh, do that. He kind of 
just talks as if they're alive themselves. But we'll uh, let that go. And uh, Optimus notes that he has Bumblebee watching from a safe distance. Uh, in the medical bay, Ratchet has repaired the Dinobots. Uh, at the fight, Donnie Finkelberg, a.k.a. Robot Master, offers Soundwave a uh, cigarette. Soundwave spits on him with a sound effect. Uh, that's P-U-T-T-U-P. Uh, and in the UK letters page, uh, Soundwave was the person who would reply to the letters. And so basically he would spit on ideas. And uh, he is literally spitting on uh, Donnie Finkelberg and his offer of a cigarette in this scene. Soundwave goes and breaks up the fight and talks Megatron and Shockwave into joint leadership. Um, and from here, we find out Optimus uh, is still planning to build the special teams. Uh, despite previous statements, like in the uh, uh, one of the annuals where he said they weren't going to build <laughs> any more Autobots uh, and Autobots to fight a war, uh, Optimus is kind of uh, reneging on that here and his plans to build the special teams. And uh, we end with a uh, signal being sent to Cybertron. And we saw this signal go out uh, way back in U.S. issue number 10. And that will lead us into U.S. issue 17, which we will cover next episode. That's right. But before we get into next time on the show, just a quick reminder, uh, if you are part of our Patreon, you could have heard this episode way ahead of everyone else. Uh our Patreons get to hear the show at least one day in advance, sometimes even more. I posted all four episodes for March on March 1st. Uh, this is one of our April 2019 episodes, and this will go up uh, certainly, I'd say at least two weeks ahead, just about two weeks ahead of it going out to uh, the general public. So if you want to get ahead on the show. If you want to get ahead in class here at Transformers University, you can sign up at our Patreon, patreon.com slash tfuinfo. As little as $1 gets you in uh, and gets you the early access to the show. And if you go up to the $3 level, you'll get some exclusive content, some bonus interviews, some things uh, uh, that we didn't get a chance to do on this show, uh, some side Transformers stories and whatnot, and uh, all sorts of other fun things at the varying levels. So please, help the show out directly. Sign up over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Now, if you don't want to sign up to the Patreon, I get it. Uh, you can help us out in other ways. Uh, tfu.info slash Amazon will take you to amazon.com. And anything you buy there uh, on Amazon will not cost you any more, uh, but it will uh, make Amazon send a little change our way from the sale. So uh, that's one way you can do your normal shopping, not spend one cent more than you normally would, and help out the show. And uh, I, anything you do to help the show, I greatly appreciate. Now, if you want to reach out to the show, Twitter's the best way, at TFU underscore info. Of course, you can email me at info at TFU dot info. And you can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TFU info and Instagram at instagram.com slash TFU info. Uh, I post uh, to all of those as much as I can, though I do tend to post to Twitter more. Uh, so if you like the show, please reach out to me. Tell me you like it. Leave a good review on wherever you're listening to this on iTunes or on Google Play uh, or whatever your favorite uh, pod catcher might be. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please comment, subscribe. Uh, if you're not part of the YouTube uh, channel, it's youtube.com slash tfuinfo. 
uh, would love to have you there. I do post uh, videos in addition to the podcast. Now, next time on the show, <laughs> being we did skip over Marvel 16, as I mentioned earlier, and this uh, series of stories uh, leads us into Marvel Transformers number 17, we will be covering uh, the U.S. run again, the first part of 1986. We're going to go issues 16 through 19 of the Marvel run right here on Transformers University. So, until next time, I am your host, Anthony Bricali, owner, operator, madman, behind TFU.info. See ya.